almost like in sync we've been in a while. We were on that. Well, because, you know, we've tried out some different instruments, which has been fun, you know, mm-hmm. but they're really funny to us because ah. they sound like a hot mess, but I don't know. <laughs> Other people so just really... don't even know what they're yeah. hearing. What, what am I listening what, to? What is this? Welcome, Spinster Nation. We're finally back. It's been a while. Going back, bitches. What up? This is Jaina. And Jess. And we're coming at you today. Yeah, this is our Christmas special on cults. Christmas and cults. I mean, it just goes hand in hand. Yeah. Well, I did uh, look up the origin of the word cult. Because um, I like words. Tell tell me. Tell me about that. Well, it didn't really show up in history until the 1600s. And okay. when it comes to words, that's actually pretty new. Okay. When you think about it. Yeah. But, I mean, they trace it back to, of course, Latin and cultus. That means basically just worship or a lot of care going into worship. So it's always religious. Um, does everything go back to the Latin origin, basically? Latin that, or like Greek, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So boring. It's always Latin. So it's a new word. Um, it's not as new as, like, YOLO. Right, not quite that new, but on the, I guess on the grand scheme of time and the time space continuum, they're pretty close. Um, I have a very serious question for you, though. Okay. It's something I was thinking about when you came in. And you're like, "What are you reading?" And I like, can't tell you. What is the cult of personality? The cult of personality. I don't know, but I'm intrigued. Oh, is that ringing? That's not ringing a bell for you at all. No. Do you remember that? You don't remember the song? By Living Color. The cult of personality. See, I was trying to to have a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, ah, the cult cult of personality. personality, Well, so what, do you know the other lyrics of like, what do they mean? What does that mean? Um, well, so, yeah, I mean, it actually, it is smart lyrics. Uh, look in my eyes, what do you see? The cult of personality. I know your anger. I know your dreams. I've been everything you want to, I'm... I've been everything you want to be. I'm the cult of personality, like Mussolini and Kennedy. I'm the cult of personality. Neon lights, Nobel Prize. Then a mirror speaks, the reflection lies. I mean, it's actually pretty deep. Well, it's okay. I mean, it's. I think they use some fancy words that don't all, when strung together, don't actually mean a lot, but... Oh. Okay, you know what? We are going to have to agree. Well, if someone out there in Spinster Nation knows a little bit more of the background of where this term cult of personality is from if it's just the song or if it's something else hit us up leave leave us a message on instagram or something yeah because i don't know and i don't even know if this if that phrase has been used in anything other than that living color song but if you haven't heard it look up cult of personality by living color because it's a good song all right well i learned something already yeah so what else we want to talk about well i wanted to talk about cults specifically in kind of weighing the differences between male cult leaders and female cult leaders and the how it seems disproportionate and a lot more female followers, if nothing else. You know, it just got me scratching my brain and I made some notes. First of all, do you know what ties all cult leaders together? What really is a common thread with all of them? Because some of them were lived very poor 
some of them lived really extravagant cars and Rolexes and stuff. So, and they have different ideologies and whatnot. But what's one thing that really ties them together? My first thought is narcissism. Hey, bingo! Sometimes I don't know if I just always default to that because of my life experience (laughs) growing up, ex-husbands, boyfriends. But, it, you know, a lot of dysfunction does seem to come back to narcissism. Yeah. So research has found basically uh, that they have their personalities seem very much that of narcissists. And I don't know I'm talking like that. I'm pronunciating. (laughs) The S's were very intense. And it's not just like narcissism you think of, but someone who's necessarily just full of themselves and like to look well, at themselves. This is on like a just like a like a very severe, you know, some clinical diagnosis. Yeah, kind of stuff. in a way that they need they they constantly need validation. So it's narcissism's actu- narcissists can actually have very low self esteem. Oh yeah, you know that you wouldn't think of it that way, but it's. Covered up, but it's covered up with this narcissism where they need, they need the validation. They've also found that most cult leaders are incredibly charismatic. Yeah, because you got to talk somebody into that shit. You know, I wonder how you bring it up, like your cult idea. Hey, everybody! I uh, <laughs> I got this new cult. I'm trying to get going, and. Uh, if you want to come down, we're having a potluck, and I have some coupons Listen, for a free sub sandwich. If a cult leader used that voice on me. And uh, <laughs> so if you want to come see what we're all about. All right, right away, what you're bringing up, if you hear crinkling, it's my cat. The cat's crinkling in the background. The cat's Shh, keep it down over there. <laughs> um. Okay, here's what I definitely know just from hearing what you said right now. Yeah. I bet you all of cult leaders have a pleasing voice because that just made me realize right there I would never follow a cult leader that sounded like that. That was that would be not a good pitch. Yeah, so they must have a pleasing voice to some degree. Like, you couldn't listen to somebody all the time that had a grating voice. No, and if I was going to be won over by a cult leader, they would probably have to be good looking. I'll admit that. Yep. I think that even plays on our subconscious, someone who's... Society considers beautiful. Right. Yeah. Have have a a smooth way of talking, big words, and fancy things. I mean, I want to see someone who looks like they they have everything they've ever wanted. Yeah. And that's why I want to follow them. Used car salesman type of vibe. Yeah. So I was contemplating why is there historically been so many male cult leaders. I mean, there is some female cult leaders or co-leader kind of thing going on, uh, but way not as many. And because, I mean, we're, you got the whole list from Manson, uh, that Bhagwan Rajneesh, David Koresh, Keith Rainier, Jim Jones. I mean, the list. Osho. Yeah, the list goes on. And you can only think of like a handful of women. But when you really think about it, men have up to this point, have always been in leadership positions anyway, and females being subordinate. Whether I mean, whether that's in the workplace or it's in cults. There's like a glass ceiling with with cults too, you know what I mean? Which is some bullshit. Now, I want to present something contrary, possibly, because um, I, did, I did half-ass preparation for this. Ooh. 
I was very excited, but you know, I mean, I've seen like so many cult documentaries. I just love so much. <laughs> Actually, there's I'm I feel like I wish there was more. I need to know more that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna start a cult about learning about cults. Ooh, mm, I don't know if that'd work. We need like a goal, right? Some type of like a life life or death goal. Isn't that what all cults have? Yeah, basically. Um, so I what I googled is. Why are there something like, how come there's not many female cult leaders or blah, blah, blah. And one of the first things that popped up was 10 female cult leaders you've never heard of. Oh. So, um, and later on, like after you kind of get into some more of the stuff you looked at, like I'll share um, some of these and just give like a snippet, like their names and like a snippet about them. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of them are freaking horrendous. Like, the things that they did. Some of them seem a little milder on the scale. Well, you know what? Why don't we get into it? Well, what I wanted to say is, is there really not as many cult leaders? Or is it, like, everything else where they just don't get the recognition? Like, there there are just as many female leaders, well, but there's, they're there's, not in the news as much? Yeah, I mean, there's some. Huh. I'd love to watch a documentary about it, but is it just always more like the men one seem more, you know, fantastical? Or, or we give more credit that they were a real cult, that, that they, they were, were more cult, legit. They were more extravagant. They were more newsworthy. Yeah. So, huh. you know. That's a really good question. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, just, I'm sure probably statistically they they were more. But when that popped up, that made me think like, oh, or have they just gotten the shaft like everything else? Yeah. Authors, artists, blah, 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 you mm-hmm. know. What constitutes a prolific cult leader? How many people they get to off themselves? Because doesn't it always come down to that? Like, you know? The most sensational ones, yeah. But there's like some really... Was the, was the family... I know you're going to talk about the family. Were they the one that um ended up off on like in an island in Hawaii or something eventually? They were like in California. Well, let's talk about that. We okay. brought up the family. So I don't know if she was like the... Um, because I actually, before I started researching this, I didn't actually know anything about the family. Okay. Uh, so that's why I gravitated to this, because I like learning things. Looks like they were based in Australia, and one, the leader, or one of the leaders, Annie Hamilton Byrne. So I like to immediately get into the psychology of this. Like, what would motivate her? And there was research I saw that said, first of all, she came from a broken home. Uh she had multiple miscarriages and she lost her hu- her husband died and so this overwhelming loss sense of loss uh, of in her life and all the people around her being somewhat of a motivation to then all of a sudden want to hoard followers like needing to replace the sense of loss which i mean could be legit so she went a little bit who, you know, it sounds like the very normal, like, loss and mourning went a little extreme in Cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. Yeah, well, she started to claim that she was the female incarnation of Christ. You know, anytime somebody starts thinking they're Jesus, you got problems. Yeah. And so she had, she actually had a lot of connections with, like, high up officials and rubbed shoulders with some important people. She used her connections to adopt 28 children, Mm. which they were abused. She also used her connections at a psych hospital to get a bunch of medications 
and like experiment with mind altering substances. I, yeah. She wanted to awaken their minds, but like what a good way to mess with someone when they're in an altered state and tell them things and I mean that's just breeding ground for like gaining confused followers. So yeah, and like I said the children were abused and especially emotionally manipulated. Also they were all dressed identically. So it's just like basically breaking someone's spirit of individuality. Right. Which is important to stay in the cult. But that's most of the information I found specifically about her and being one of, I guess you'd say, a prolific yeah. cult leader. You know? That sounds prolific. I, yeah, there's so many. That, so I had, to, I actually did not know about the family because there's so many ones that have, like, have different names that involve either, either the word children or family. So, what's, uh, you want to list some, you want to list some ladies who... Yeah. So, let's see. So, in the top ten, not, it's not top ten, it's just ten female cult leaders you never heard of. Anne Hamilton Brin was mentioned. Um, okay, this one, maybe you've heard of her, but, because she's was in Louisiana, Clementine Barnabet. No, but that's quite a name on her. So, early 1900s. What'd she do? Black woman in Lafayette, Louisiana. She sought solace in voodoo. As a teenager, became the leader of a voodoo cult named the Church of Sacrifice. So you can already see the direction this is going. Basically, the long and the short of it was that the way to, like, worship and honor stuff was and gain immortality was through human sacrifice. Wow. So her followers murdered 40 people with axes as they slept. And they did it to show their devotion. Um, That's just, like... I I just am so fascinated how they make a leap from just just knowing people, just having some friends and hanging out to the conversation of hey. Well, I think I, that, I think that's the disconnect because like look, you and I are you know we're young Gen X, older millennials, where we still have had a chunk of our life lived without streaming services, right? Yeah. So we know a little bit more, but it's it seems like a distant memory of like how much can happen over a lengthy period of time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we are so used to, like, information and processing things quickly, but especially, like, in the early 1900s, my guess is it wasn't, like, over the span of a few months. It's probably, like, people hanging out and then just getting together and then things, like... Well, think about it, like, in life. I mean, I had some relationships and stuff where it's, like, they seemed totally normal starting out, and then months later I'm, like... How the fuck did we get here? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so to me, when I look at cults, that's all I can imagine or some of the documentaries is nobody walked into it really knowing what they were getting themselves into. And you made promises and maybe you're even shown amazing things. This is just to test your faith. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like one, you know, just just on the other side of this, you Mm -hmm. know, or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But so she, um, so all the victims were brutally slaughtered and dismembered. Clementine Barnabet herself um, killed 17 people and the Spitzes, they all used axes. Was this in a short span of time? Like they just went on a rampage? It just says early 1900s. I think I would have to do more, um... I'd have to do more research to see how long that went on. But she is considered, I don't know how many there are, but she was considered the first black female serial killer. 
Which oh. now makes me want to just have us look up female serial killers, but we'll have to save that for another episode. Yeah, that'll be another episode. I know there's but... a lot of, like, you know, podcasts already, like, true crime stuff, but I still think it'd be worth exploring. Yeah, it would be fun. Um, and that sounds, that's definitely the border between cults and serial killing. Yeah, I mean, and look at, you know, that falls, to me, I would put that more in line with, like, Manson stuff. Right. Intermission of information. Being a cult leader is not necessarily illegal. Because many cults operate under the guise of being religious groups, they are protected by the First Amendment's freedom of religious exercise. But... If these cults hinder the freedom of their members in any way, they can be dismantled for criminal activity. Basically, cults are only deemed illegal if the member's activity is actually unlawful. This has been your intermission of information. One the person I had never heard of but I thought would be interesting, and this was not... Um... This wasn't somebody who, not, not everybody had people kill a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> Believe well, it or I not. Well, don't, I don't think a prerequisite for, like, what can be a cult has anything to do with suicide or murder necessarily. Those are just the ones that are most interesting to talk about. Yeah, because they got, they went to to that level, you know. There was, so in the 1920s, there was someone named Amy Semple McPherson, and she was one of the first celebrity preachers. And she looked like a movie star, and she also was one of the first people to make church services seem theatrical, mm. like mega churches today. Mm -hmm. Which would be very enticing to yeah, people. Yeah, so it's like a picture of her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, I never even saw that before. And I'll try to, when I do a post about this on Instagram, I'll try to add like some photos of the people that we're talking about. She tried to evangelize a shit ton of people on camera through sermons, which at that time, 1920s, was like, I mean, when did speaking stuff come in? It couldn't have been that much longer before that. So, mm -hmm. hey, she was ahead of her time. Look at all these <laughs> other male megachurch preachers. You yeah. know, she didn't get any credit. But So that one did not have a lot of... That wasn't necessarily the whole brainwashing thing, but... Um, well, that kind of... What it made me think of is... Where's the line between just a preacher who is charismatic and has a lot of people who like to go to services and when it becomes a cult? And I, I believe there are, there's probably a definition that we could stick in here, but when it starts becoming manipulative yeah. and you followers feel like they can't leave. Yeah, or even that, like, I don't even know if they think they can't, but just, well, probably they don't think they want to. Or then if they even felt like they want to, feeling then like they can't. And one thing that is common, though, even in some of the more, you know, you could say, I don't want to say benign cults, but the less killy ones, yeah. um, is, you know, a urging to cut off ties with family and friends. Right. And to me, that would be the biggest signal between something that is a religion and something that is, is a cult. Like, yeah. if you're encouraged to cut off ties with people... I think that's not a good sign. And in all honesty, I mean, even some just legit regular churches still kind of do it, you know, like, mm -hmm. and it's commonplace. I mean, even the one that I went to many moon ago, 
would still kind of be like, well, if they don't follow the path or whatever, they didn't say that they would like check up or follow, but they just made it seem like sometimes you just got to cut them off if they don't understand. Yeah. You know, and um, it's real, it's easy to see how that could get very nefarious quickly. I don't know if I've ever used the word nefarious in a sentence Well, before. now you have. I really like it. Congratulations. I like that word, nefarious. nefarious. It yeah. is a good one. Yeah. I'll throw a, throw in one. Yeah, do that. So, have you heard of the Superior Universal Alignment UFO cult? No, but I love it already. Uh, it, <laughs> Valentina de Andrade. Ooh, oh, okay. So, I only... Ooh, she's in yours. Too. I only, only know a too. tiny little bit. I want you to go on there, yeah. She's number two on the top ten list. Ooh. <laughs> well, she said that she could communicate with aliens. Yeah. Uh, she said that God is not real and that Jesus was, he was an alien. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, like, okay, if someone started saying that to me, I'd be like, cool, I'm with with you so far. uh, Yeah, okay, let's keep keep talking. (laughs) Um, But then she says that all male children who were born after 1981 were evil. Okay, yeah. And it got uh, murdery and bad. When When were you born, sister? 86. You're fucked. Well, I was born she, in 79. She, well, so you're not as evil, but she targeted males, though. Oh, okay. Male children, for some reason, specifically, and they, they would, like, rape and torture these Jesus boys. Christ. But the, uh, most of the, or a lot of the members were well-respected men of this this community who were following her and doing these things. So she must have been real good. Yeah, what she was doing. Yeah, I don't have a lot of background of, like, how she was brought up or it came from, but she obviously had delusions, and, I mean, that's the other thing you have to ask. Do these people believe, really, what they're saying, or do they know that they're lying and manipulating people, or did she maybe really believe that Jesus was an alien and all this stuff, and she just got, it's like a group psychotic like delusion well and i mean that's i mean that's a whole other thing that when does it almost become like group psychosis or whatever right do you think that any of these cult leaders ever to anyone in their life was like yeah i was full of shit but i look at that as like we've talked about it before like could a narcissist ever say that they're a narcissist do you know what i mean right it's almost seems like it's completely anti of part of being a narcissist yeah that's true and i don't even know if it's because like when i think about trying to like people that i've been close to and had relationships with that are very clearly narcissists could they ever admit it could their brain even ever process that they are probably not and i wonder if they would fall in lines like to the same thing because i've wondered that too yeah i don't know that's a good question i think there's probably a range. Because like, they seem really, a lot of them are very smart. Mm-hmm. They're either legitimately, like, educated through institutions or, you know, I think self, self-taught, self-taught themselves. <laughs> self-taught themselves. <laughs> you know, I think it's probably a range of answers to that. I, I bet you some of them really are actually mentally ill, but they're also very charismatic and they're How able they to... they organized, though? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Maybe that's a stereotype that I have, that mentally ill people just could not be also simultaneously very organized. Well, typically they're not. You right. wouldn't see that, but there's probably special cases. And then I think there are some cult leaders who really are knowing what they're doing. And, and they they use 
their followers for money and material gain and sex, and I think some do know exactly what they're doing. Well, and one thing that's interesting, okay, so the Heaven's Gate people. Yeah. One of the women that was brought up, she was not the main woman, but she was co-founded Heaven's Gate, Bonnie Nettles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Marshall Applewhite, and it says that they met each other at theater school. Huh. So I was <laughs> like, so these two people met at theater school and co-founded a cult. Like, and part of me wondered, did it start out as like some type of like acting practice or a joke, and then they literally like just kept going? Let's just with go it? with it. Yeah. We, well, I mean, there's probably crazier things, right? She's been dead a while, so can't ask her. I'm sorry. <gasps> Setting things down on the table hard. Yeah, you are. I make it. I make it beat behind the scenes here. Well, all of our listeners are hearing you slamming your phone down. Now that we're seeing, I feel like we're seeing more equality as far as the position of women in society and the workplace. And a lot of different roles. So I'm wondering, are we going to see more uh, female cult leaders in the news? See, that's the question. It, is it uh, a social thing? Or is it actually just women Women are more like, uh... Maybe you, not. No, I, I probably shouldn't do that. I think it's both things. I mean, I didn't realize that there were as many women cult leaders as they are until like I started Googling some stuff. Yeah. Um. So I think... Just people have not made documentaries or highlighted them for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Sexism, you name it. Yeah. Um, and then I, th- I mean, I'm going to say this completely as my opinion because I have no facts to back it up. But there's part of me that would say that is there batshit, crazy, full-on cultiness, male and female, both sides? Yes. But I do think, or at least want to think, that in general, there's maybe not as many women because a little bit, you know, some women have a little bit more sense. Oh! (laughs) To be like, yeah. Well, yeah, and um, the way that male and females go about getting validation. Well, the desire to, yeah, the desire to like dominate others. And yeah. control others. And toxic masculinity. Right. Being all part of that, you know. Because clearly some women still have, like, the need to control, mm-hmm. you know, the situation or others or whatever. But men have definitely had the, the toxic mas- masculinity internally, but also the messages that they've received their whole lives of having to be these amazing godlike figures and heads of whatever. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's their given right. You know what I mean? Like, they just have a right to be heard and to be listened to and mm-hmm. automatically, you know. Yeah, and I think everyone is, they're searching for purpose. And I think when the charismatic people come along, male or female, I think we'd be surprised at just how willing we would become followers and then you you find yourselves in this like odd situations because I was just thinking about like could I ever be happy in a cult if it was like you meant you use the term benign cult well sure if it's not hurting anybody and go off the grid or something I could see myself doing that and I think you'd probably be surprised at how easy that you could find yourself do you want to hear an interesting real life situation that's like current sure okay so I hope that um, they never actually like listen to this because it's somebody that I know's roommate. 
Ooh, okay, sounds good. Somebody that I know's roommate has a family member, a brother, who just very, very, like within this last month, the family and sibling were concerned because the young 20-something-year-old guy had just decided, like their family's not religious, and then was just talking about how amazing this new church is that he's going to. Okay. And wanting to get baptized and stuff. And the whole family was like, okay, you know, like okay. trying to be open-minded, even though they're not religious themselves. And But then it started to become a little bit more like, uh, like little requirements. Like uh, when you have free time on the weekends, you dedicate your, your free time to volunteering at the church. Mm-hmm. So he was just more like, I can't, I'm not hanging out on the weekends because okay. i got to be at the church. Somewhat reasonable. You're still kind of rolling with it and stuff. And then um, the person that I know and her roommate started doing a little bit of research because they just thought it was weird. Because this was like a change over just like a couple months or whatever. Yeah, it was pretty but, A personality change, you know. Yeah. But he's trying to say, I'm doing it to better myself. So you don't want to shit on somebody when they're trying to like, you know, like they, he cut out drinking. He was doing good things. Good things, know? sure. But... They looked online and it had reviews where people were like, this is a cult, it ruined my life, blah, blah, blah. Whoa. And they brought it up to him and he was very defensive and very upset about it. Sure, sure. And then they're like, well, I guess we can't, you know, he's a grown ass man. We can't make him do stuff. We also don't want him to completely cut us out as his family. So I think they're kind of just seeing how it goes. And then the person that I know, I asked him recently, like... What's up with the cult yeah, church or whatever? Yeah, what's going on? Is he still in it? Um, no. And I said, oh, what happened? Because like this was just a very recent development from him going like, you don't understand, and if you're not going to support me, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, I guess he had an awakening moment because they asked him for his financial information to be able to take continued payments from him mm-hmm. for whatever to the church yeah that's part of the church and then to him that was like "Mm." you know that's interesting because from what i know about like the mormon religion that's very much part that that's just accepted like you have to disclose your income and you have a tithing of like 10 percent. that's oh okay well so in the church (laughs) that i had the experience with they would encourage the tithing like the biblical 10 percent, but they never like made you do it yeah it was like you should do this because it's in the Bible. It's okay if you don't, but it's in the Bible, you know? Mm. But, I mean, they never, like, went as far as, like, record-keeping or, like, anything of that with um, people's income or stuff like that. So, these people that you know personally and you said he's out now, do you know the name of it? No, but we can find out. I mean, afterwards. I don't know the name of it right now, but you're not going to go and join just for shits and giggles, No, <laughs> No, I just find it interesting. There's probably a lot more pockets of these things happening than we even know because, they, like, think about motivational speakers even who well, get a following. So here's what's interesting is that um, the church is on the outskirts of a university, mm-hmm. and so um, they attracted a lot of students that were feeling lost and directionless. Okay. Yep. But apparently, Easy prey. yeah. But apparently, some of the reviews people were saying like it messed up my life because they expected me to dedicate so much of it to the church that I fell behind in school. I dropped out mm. of school. Mm-hmm. I was giving all of my money to them, like wow. stuff like that. But uh, okay, well, I think we're gonna wrap this up. I think we've rambled on a lot about. How, how long have we talked for? I don't know. We've been talking for like hours. 
Several shit. hours. But no, that was a good uh, contemplation of... I feel like we could... I feel like I just keep talking about this. It is interesting. I think anyone listening out there, if you have any specific cults, especially if it's related to, like, the women's roles in it, if you want to hear about anything, hit us up. We could do an episode, like, a whole episode just on one. Yeah, or but, share with us because yeah. I want to know more. Yeah, share your experience if you we had a close call with... A cult or, or if you would like us to start one. Or, that's a good idea. <laughs> you want us to start one, please let us know. The look on, on your social face. media. You know, one day when we feel like it, we're going to have to do some, like, videos of these. Because <laughs> as I was talking before and, like, trying to emphasize things with my hands, I was like, oh, yeah, they're not getting the full uh, effect. They don't understand. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. We're going to wrap it up. But like I said, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you want to hear more of. And uh, don't join a cult, but if you do, let us know how it goes. Oh, God, yeah. I I would love to pick your brain. See you next time. Be beautiful and wise and kind. We love you. Peace. Bye. Doo-doo.